Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes. Autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments, enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions and to create space for all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health as well as education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday. We actually just dropped a thought piece this past Sunday, so be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. Now, if it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available on 12 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure, and we've provided you with access to the links in the description down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week basis. And this week our topic of discussion is mental wellness. And on the topic of mental wellness, I actually did a bit of an experiment last week. I did a bit of a thought experiment that I wanted to do for the basis of this video and it kind of came on as a spur of the moment thing and then I thought well you know what why not get into it and then I can use my personal experience to be able to provide some purview and some insight here on the channel and last week what I did the social experiment is I allowed myself to be sad and so for me that's a really big deal because one of the emotions that I am vehemently adverse to is sadness. I do not like sadness. I'm very critical about feeling sad, and I thought that that was just my makeup, that that was just my orientation. But there was a catalyst to this. There was a catalyst, and someone upset me, and I didn't feel angry. I didn't feel mad. I didn't feel 
agitated. I was just sad. I just felt hurt by the behavior. And my first instinct usually when I'm hurt is to distract myself or I criticize myself for allowing myself to be hurt. But I felt so hurt and it just gave me this wave of emotion of hurt that I've been experiencing for a while that I've just kind of been dealing with piece by piece. But I gave myself the opportunity to just ride the wave of that pain. And riding that wave, it just felt really sad. And so I realized that it's not my makeup. I'm not someone who naturally is adverse to sadness. I have been trained and conditioned to be uncomfortable with my own sadness. This was largely due to the discomfort my parents experienced when I was sad. So for those of you who would like me to paint a picture, when I was sad, I got one of two reactions. So the first reaction was criticism. I was harshly, harshly criticized when I was sad. I was crying, I mean, I would get puffy, of course, and I would be criticized for the fact that I was puffy. I would get criticized for the fact that I was aggravating my childhood asthma. I was criticized for the fact that I was wasting and burning energy rather than focusing on the solution. And it's interesting because these are the things that I tell myself as an adult when it is the case that I feel sad. So it's like, you know, Rochelle, like, you're puffy, you know, you're such a pretty girl, why are you going to allow your face to kind of look like this? Or I will tell myself, well, Rochelle, you're not anywhere closer to the solution. Or I'll tell myself that, you know, this is just not the best way to treat your body because this is a toll on your physical body when you're sad and it's just wasted energy. And I realize that that's just so... It's just so inconsiderate, right? It's not nice to speak to yourself that way when it is the case that you already feel sad. It's, it's better to exchange those harsh words with words that are more comforting. And, and the second reaction I would get is distraction, and distraction would be different self-care, right? And I think that self-care is great. It's actually a great self-soothing mechanism when you allow yourself the opportunity to feel sad, but I would get distracted with self-care. So if it was the case that I was sad, my father would take me to get my hair done or get me, you know, or give me food. Like the distractions were either beauty-based or food-based. And as an adult, I realized that when it is the case that I feel sad, I distract myself with either some sort of self-care that makes me feel pretty, or I distract myself with food. I will stuff my face with fruits of some sort or grapes. I didn't realize just how much of these behaviors were conditioned within me. I thought that this was just the natural way that I responded to sadness, and I didn't realize to what extent I just wasn't supported when I felt sad, and even some of the, the language that I received when I was feeling sad, I remember um, I had a friend who was really sad, and I really wasn't sure what to say, and I ended up saying, well, you know, you're really pretty, and you know, that's a really good thing, and she was like, what does that have anything to do with being sad? And I had to stop and reflect, like, really, it has nothing to do with you being sad, but I was told um, a lot of my childhood that I was so pretty, why would I allow myself to be sad? But even there are some songs out there, so this isn't completely ridiculous. I think a lot of people go by the tenet that, you know, if you're, if you're too good looking to be sad, or even, I think, that was his name, Neo, piano lyrics is to fly, to be depressed, and I didn't realize just how illogical that is. It doesn't matter, like, your physical attributes. It's like everyone experiences sadness. And so anyways, all of that to tell you, I mean, that's a bit of a runaround, but it's a little bit funny. This past week, I gave myself permission to feel sad, and I didn't give myself excuses. I didn't try to distract myself. I didn't try to talk myself out of why feeling sad was just not a good use of my time. I just allowed myself to feel sad and I recognized, I learned in experiencing the sadness that sadness is cleansing. It is its own form of purification because as I was riding the waves of sadness, I just felt like this cleansing, like this purifying of like all of the energy that was heavy and I think that sadness is this energy that is so heavy, that is weighing on you, that is weighing on your spirit, because it's painful for the experiences that you've been through. It's 
your body responding to, to the relay and to the experiencing of the people, places, and situations that you interact with. But there's nothing unhealthy about it. There's nothing that brings sadness to depression. And I, I realized that I was experiencing sadness. It took me the whole week. I gave myself the whole week to feel sad. But the way that the sadness translated was very different on each specific day. And I think that I was always so afraid that if I allowed myself to really lean in and to be in my sadness, allow myself to really just kind of wobble a little bit in my sadness, allow myself to kind of stay in that space and give myself stillness and sadness, that I would make myself susceptible to depression. <laughs> and I realized that that's just not true. Like, sadness and depression are very different. And I realized that even though I was sad, it didn't take away from my hope. I still was having these moments of hopefulness. I was still telling myself the things that I know I will experience in the future. And I think that sadness becomes depression when you have hopelessness, when you have listlessness, and when you don't see a better tomorrow. And I realized that like my sadness was for what it is that I've experienced and that I was experiencing, but I'm perpetually hopeful that there is not a bone in my body that doesn't see a bright future or the light at the end of any tunnel that I'm in. And so the experience of sadness for me, one, was like such a huge leap and in my own personal growth and development journey because I gave myself permission to be sad. And it's, it's funny because usually, like, if I feel a little bit sad, I'm happy to throw myself a pity party and I'm like good at self-care, I'm very good at, you know, doing the things that make me feel good, but as a distraction. And so what I found myself doing by the end of the week is I was doing a different self-care, but while experiencing the sadness and then allowing myself to feel soothed. I wasn't distracting myself from the sadness, but I felt little bits of sadness at a time and then like extended the experience. I was allowing myself to experience the sadness, to give myself permission to be sad. And to ride that wave, there was this wave where I turned myself up with a funny joke. I was feeling sad, like something funny in my mind and I laughed. And it's just a beautiful part of the human experience that I've discounted for so long. So I wanted to come in here and talk about that because I think a lot of us might be like me, afraid of sadness because we think sadness is a slippery slope to the depression. And because I've been going through so much, especially lately, last few years, stalking and the terrorizing, I was so afraid that if I allowed myself to feel sad, I would waste energy and like very, very valuable and needed energy to fight and combat I was very fearful of feeling sad that I felt like I was wasting my energy. 
to deal with feeling as though they don't have the energy or they don't have the hope pushing forward. And I think that's very different. That is not what sadness brings. Sadness brings cleansing and purification. And that was my experience. I want to share that with you so that you gave yourself the opportunity and the experience to feel cleansed and purified and significantly lighter. In any case, that's the topic for today. I hope it gives you some insight. It gives you some insight into, into me and I and I felt it was interesting because I was like in all of these public spaces feeling sad and I'm sure people will watch and like that girl looks really sad right now. But I was actually like really proud of myself while feeling sad because I was like, look at me giving myself permission to feel sad. So I would love for all of you to give yourself permission to feel sad if that is the feeling that you're feeling and allow yourself to ride the wave and if you sit in the sadness and feel these moments of humor and these moments of hope these moments of joy, even in the sadness as your body is cleansing that energy out of its system. In any case, that was it, but definitely not all. Now, before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month, every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to tune in. Now, these events are paid events, so if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I do suggest that you take a look at one of our package plans. Yes, so we do offer package plans over and above our live events, as well as access to webinars and workshops largely focused on self-mastery over and above these events. So check it out. Be part of our game changer community, being part of the change that you want to see, allowing us a small role to play in your journey. We are on the road to 1K, so we do invite you to follow us across all of our social media platforms. We look forward to chatting with each of you very soon. We'll talk to you later. Feel like the world's into me.